Okay, hi everyone. I am very very excited for today. Um, the foremost reason is that hi 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 everyone. Thanks for joining in. Um, and the foremost reason for my excitement is that today I am going to talk to someone um, from whom I can learn a lot. Uh, and I'm sure you also can because specifically if you are a creative person then there's a lot to learn because this man has 20 years of experience in the creative industry. Uh, he's from Los Angeles. He has worked on brands like Nike. He has been uh, an industrial designer. Now, all that about creativity. Apart from that, he has also been a spiritual coach, a human design coach. Now, what is human design will be explained by him. Uh, only because I do not think that I have the expertise to you know explain you guys that um, and yes so so far he has been uh, helping people to discover their higher purpose their higher power uh, through human design and a lot of people say specifically in West so in India it's still not a very popular concept but in West a lot of people claim that uh, astrology will be challenged by human design so basically human design helps you understand your own body, your own mind, your chakras and all of that. Um, and I was extremely shocked when uh, I talked to Adam uh, on Clubhouse because he could tell smaller, smaller details about me just by doing some, you know, entering my birthday and all of that. And I was like, wait, what is happening? How do you know all these things about me? Right. So that was an extremely shocking moment. Uh, and that intrigued me to bring him on my live on my show which is the mind blowing show because I was blown my mind was blown when I was talking to him and I thought that you guys will be interested uh, in knowing more about human design so that you can know yourself more right we all are in this uh, race to know ourselves more hi Aram hello morning. hello how are you let me back good. up a little bit here sorry Oh, I said I'm, I wanted to back up. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm late. I was waiting for your request, but then I realized I wasn't in the room. Because <laughs> <laughs> you have to send me a request. That's the thing. Uh, but I mean, do you wake up early, or did I make you wake up early? Oh no, this is perfect. Yes. <laughs> All right. Because I do want to tell the viewers and the people who will listen to this on Spotify later. This live at 8 a.m. Uh, in Los Angeles. Here in India, it's 9:30 p.m. Aram. So we're done with everything and just the conversation. And I've already explained people here that you come from a creative background. I have also worked in an advertising agency, not as much as of your experience for sure. So I'm covered that as well. And I've already told people how you just blown my mind the last time we talked on Clubhouse by telling these details about me. And I was how this man from Los Angeles know all of these things, yeah? So yeah, it's it's kind of it, it's kind of startling how accurate it can be right out of the gate. I know, and I read up, you know, because it, it intrigued me so much. I started doing my research on that, uh, and then I got to know that it is challenging astrology. So it was very interesting. Hi, Indonesia. Um, so he's also in Clubhouse, very uh, single flight as his account, and uh, he's also going to join very soon. Um, he has a lot of experience in entrepreneurship. Um, and all of that. So anyway, all right. So let's let's talk about human design, Adam. Finally, what is exactly human design is, and how is that challenging astrology? What is happening? That's a great starting point to talk about the differences between human design and astrology. So uh, I'll start with the official answer. The official answer is that human design is a synthesis of several different ancient wisdoms. It incorporates everything from the I Ching to a chakra system, which is obviously from, uh, from the East. It incorporates uh, pieces of the Kabbalah. There are aspects of the tree of life, which are this uh, network of connect connectivity that connects our chakras that comes mm -hmm. from uh, Kabbalistic traditions. And then it also incorporates astrology. So. You can think of it like this, is that the astrological piece is just the, I like to say it's the timestamp. So okay. you, you can think about it as, are there, is there meaning in the different energies of the different planets and the different stars? Uh, yes, absolutely there is. Um, but it's, that's only one piece of it. The most important piece is the position. 
is where it is in the cosmos uh, when you were born. So what it all boils down to, to me, you know, to jump ahead to what human design does is it gives us a very powerful way of understanding the mechanical function of our energy so that we can make our best decisions. So it basically gives you a map it's called the body graph, a, a map of yourself and a map of your energy. And the first time you look at it, you're like, what is, you know, this is, what is this? This is very complicated. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, but like anything else, once you understand um, the language of it and how it works, it's, it's very direct. And that's what appealed to me right away is that there wasn't room to interpret it the same way you might come to it from different astrological traditions where you're like, oh, pay attention to this, no, pay attention to that. It's quite, it's quite direct and can be uh, even uncomfortably direct. But, but that's sort of the gift of, the, of how the truth of human design works. All right. So, all right, okay. Uh, but what will uh, I do if I come to know uh, about my human design? How can I use that? What value is that adding to my life? Uh, because as you said, yeah. it's difficult. Why should I give my energy to that? You know. Right. Yeah. So who cares? Like, why is this important? So yeah. the the idea is that human design is different than any other tool out there in the world today, and that is because it gives you a set of instructions. Cool. So in, so instead of like astrology, you know, I'm a, you know, in Western astrology, I don't, you know, depending, you know, maybe you do Vedic astrology, maybe you do Western astrology, instead of saying, okay, I have these qualities and this is how I sort of am, human design said, hey, that's all, you know, that all may be true. Here's some information and truth about yourself, but here's what you do with it. So in a very, in a very Buddhist and a very Taoist way, it, it's, it instructs us that what is life other than our decisions? And if you're making better decisions, then you're creating more opportunities for happiness, for fulfillment, for purpose, for spiritual growth. So, hey, here's an operating system that allows you to make your best decisions. Wow, all right, okay. Yeah, so I mean, I, I, will, I was going to come to that, uh, because a lot of us here, uh, I don't know what is this case in Los Angeles, but in India, we for sure get really confused when it comes to taking decisions uh, because we get stuck in the, you know, thoughts and emotions, right? Uh, we think that this is right, but we do not feel that this is right. And then we get yeah. stuck, right? So do you think that uh, knowing yourself better and knowing how your operation system is working inside, as you say, human design, um, I can get, let's say, insights or instincts that, okay, this is the direction I should go to. Is, is this where you're heading? Absolutely. I think one, one thing I'll offer is that it's really normal to be confused by mm -hmm. all of the different kinds of information that can come through your body and your mind. Correct, so yes. I, so I, I like to think of it like this. Think about your, your, your chakras, your chakra system. Your chakra system in human design basically says that these are all different kinds of intelligences. Your emotional intelligence, very different than your mental intelligence. And they don't really speak the same language. So how how can you start to filter out how they talk to you? So the only way really is, of course, experience, discernment, understanding, understanding yourself and understanding that um, well, what I like to say is uh, human design gives you a way to look at all of your body intelligence as legitimate. So the often I have this thing where like, ah, oh, my, you know, I want to do this, but my, my, my emotions are fighting me or my body's against me. Or I don't, you know, or it's chaotic. And it's like, okay, that's, that's normal. It's normal. It's normal to be in the process of sorting these things out. 
but human design what's so cool about it is it gives you um it, it gives you a kind of different set of categories to place these different energies and intelligences and it just it just it's complex but it makes so much sense because it's just a better map than anything else i've come across Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I was I was going to use the word map uh, with the understanding I've had so far mm. that it gives you the map of your inside world, and when you know your inside world, you are able to perform better in the external world, as we say. Totally. So, yeah. All right. Okay. That's that's beautiful. So, um, you know, Aaron, lately I have been reading some stuff, and uh, I got to know about this article which talked about the divorce rates in India uh, has increased. All right, and okay. can human design help us here? Can human design help us in building more fulfilling relationships? Mm. So, I think that is something which is very required right now, seeing the statistics. <laughs> yeah. So it's a great question. You know, personal relationships. is one of is sort of this i think the second most important thing the first the first thing of course which you which you already alluded to is is the you know it's the the most basic ancient teaching which is know thyself know yourself and mm-hmm. what, you know don't try to understand uh everyone else and, until you understand yourself and i'd say mm-hmm. that you want to start with that but of course uh relationships romantic relationships families business relationships those are other areas that uh i focus on because it's kind of like this you know <clears throat> human design shows us that the first thing we really need to do is honor our differences wow. is realize that we are all different and that doesn't mean i have to like you and you have to like me you know later on but okay but let's first start with the fact that we're different we probably make decisions in a different way we we see reality differently okay so let's start with what we have in common first okay let's start with what we have in common and let's also allow each other to express ourselves in our natural tendencies So where this goes right in a relationship is like okay you're this way I'm this way let's work with that let's not fight against let's not fight against these natural tendencies but at the same time let's not get carried away either let's let's not be indulgent in our behavior so for instance if you know someone has emotional authority this is someone who makes ultimately needs to go through an emotional process to make decisions Okay so a lot of people who like human design interpret that as like oh I get to be emotional. I get to just have my feeling like well uh you know it's important but if you if you indulge you know it's sort of like here here's how you are and if you overindulge and use too much of a good thing then that's not healthy either. Mm, right right A lot of this reminds me of you know people talk about there are two kind of people givers and takers. So right. even you need to know you know where you need to stop. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, can help. Wow, very beautiful insight, Aaron. But uh, also I was looking on your website. I did some stalking. All right. <laughs> sure. I got to know that uh, like. professional teams can also be uh, made better and their productivity can also increase through human design so this mm-hmm. is not just physical and spiritual but this can also be used in the corporate world so can you yes. give some insight absolutely so a cup a couple of different things um one is to me in the corporate setting or in a business setting to me the most important thing is communication mm-hmm. it's how you it's how you communicate and how you lead so a, a lot is made of um personality types um mm-hmm. is this person the right fit for this role or this job and all all of that's important and if you're working for 
uh, a good boss or a decent company. They're, they're going to take you through the process of, you know, evaluating if you're the right fit. And a lot of it comes down to, um, you know, traditional, you know, it, it's not always this way, but more and more and more, uh, the tendency is, are they the right fit for the team? Mm, yeah. A lot of people could do this job, but are they the right fit for our culture in the team? Okay, so if we're looking at skill sets and te people's temperaments and their their cultural, their, you know, are they the right fit? Great. So what's left? Well, the the way we take it to the the next level is in communication. So again, in honoring people's differences, <laughs> one who makes decisions with their gut feeling. So right. if I knew that about you, whether I was working with you or working for you or you were working for me, then I was like, oh, well, that's how she operates. She's going to, she's going to, you know, when she's, when she's right, you know, when she's uh, aware of what's going on, we give her some time. She's just going to know how she feels about a certain decision. Mm -hmm. wow. But maybe wow. she's. But maybe she's very open in this other way where I can rely on someone else to uh, use their innate gifts and skills in the way they communicate. Another, another thing in business that I like to use is the profile. So your, your profile is a, an aspect that gives you an archetype of more or less what's the right role for you to play in life. So this is not about making decisions, but this is often about what roles are best for me to play in, uh, <clears throat> in my social dynamics. So for instance, people lead differently. Someone might have a certain leadership style, so they're only going to value people who lead in that way. But actually, someone else in their truest authenticity will lead people in a different way. Some, someone might be out front, someone might be uh, you know, sort of leading from the back, someone might be a big talker, someone might lead, lead by showing instead of talking. So there's all these different, different layers to that. And when people understand what their unique leadership characteristics are then we can say okay when this person is stepping into leadership do it this way not this way and that's really powerful for management teams to to understand how we approach leadership right right it, it basically i feel um will give the whole team an idea uh, on you know how they need to blend in the role and how they can take things forward because they know there are people around who are working with them. Uh, and the fact when you talked about that, um, I like the other person will know how I function or how I take decisions, right? So right. that you know create less conflicts, and uh, then you will not have to look for, as you were saying, the right fit. Uh, right. Because yeah, I mean, all right. And, and the leadership also, Arab, the thing which you're talking about. And in between, you talk about the sacred authority and all of that. Mm. Uh, so before I go to leadership, let's explain what are the three or I think there are three, right? Four, four uh, different kinds of uh, human designs. If mm. I'm, I, yeah. So can yeah, you give yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. So I'll, I'll try, I'll try to not to get too long winded about this, but there's, there's basically there's a lot of jargon in human mm -hmm. design and a lot of there, there's a, a tendency that we want to take the jargon and then immediately sort of translate it into um, this world. Right. And that's normal, but sometimes things are lost in translation. So it, 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 it's important to take a second to think about what these energies are all about. And the first thing we get with our human design is what's called our type. So the type basically describes in the most general sense how your energy works. So the first type, the, 
the big the biggest type in human design is about 70% of people and these are called generators so generators represent the life force of humanity these are people who love uh they they get a lot of meaning out of their work they whatever they define as their work uh is provides them a sense of purpose it's very important for them to be doing the right things they love de- they love detail processes they love consistency um so these are sort of uh people who like a methodical approach to life and that's most people uh manifestors are about 9% of people um and these people in business let's say are the ones that are kind of have become the heroes in much of our world culture because these people are designed to always be instigating they're always doing they're kind of an opposite of a generator a generator is designed to wait wait for things to happen and then respond to things as things evolve organically well the manifestor's energy is the opposite they're just like going out there and making it happen all the time doesn't mean they're always right but it means that their energy is such that they're always trying things always in action wow okay mm-hmm. so there's kind of a polarity between these two energy types where most people are doing what's working and repeating things keep mm-hmm. keeping the engine going and the manifestor is trying things experimenting with things instigating trying trying to trying to get the move the move the people uh, out of their comfort zone for a second so those are what we call like the work types those two types of people they're really focused on whatever their work is in life okay okay and then the other two types are are somewhat similar 20% of people are called projectors projectors are really interesting because they are as they mature and not necessarily in the beginning of life but as they mature in life they make great guides they make great administrators they make great they're great often great people 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 because they they really understand how people go together they're really good at they're they're not here so much to work on their work their work is helping everyone else work better mm-hmm. so the idea is like if everyone is all just working on their own projects all the time then what's what's bonding us what's what's bringing us together to do even more as society so that's what the projectors can offer and then the last type is very rare to 1% of people call and they're called reflectors reflectors are not like any other type in that they make very they make really great advisors they make great um uh they're basically the mirrors for everyone oh. else so they show us what's working or what's not working and they they're very their energy is very open so what this means is that uh they don't follow a sense of internal truth mm-hmm. of finding themselves and and what they think internally they actually kind of sample everything so they're very externally externally focused which is very different and very and it's like if you're a reflector out there and and you just figured that out like like life is going to make so much more sense for you immediately Wow, really i'm i'm going to find one i'm going to find <laughs> all right okay so uh, you know while you were explaining so i'm also a tarot reader do i i'm not doing it professionally but i uh, have been doing it i stopped doing it professionally because i have other work commitments so it reminded mm. me of uh, uh, the manifestor reminded me of a card which is magician card uh, the second mm. card and i mean the, the way you were describing me they have like the magician has a wand and you know he takes charge of everything he makes things work you know he's just not going after things and all of that uh generator i i completely understood because i am generator so i was like yeah i get this this is this is me <laughs> and um, the third one which you talked about projector 
uh, that I reminded me of uh, these concepts of light workers and all of that, uh, who basically work for other people's uh, growth and fulfillment, and their purpose is that. So that and reflector is something which I'm gonna find soon. So very insightful, uh, Aram. And uh, I mean, briefly, you made me understand. I'm sure people who watch this and hear this uh, made made them understand as well. Uh, okay, so now because we are talking about uh, spirituality as well, I would love to know uh, your opinion on what is awakening according to you. What is awakening? What is spiritual awakening? Yeah, I would love your thought because you have had, <laughs> uh, you have been an intuitive healer. And, so, what is the uh, according to you? Oh, that's a great question to to try to to try to pin me down to that. Um, <laughs> So here's what I'll here's what I'll offer. Um, <clears throat> to me, spiritual awakening is uh, a an opening to uh, a higher consciousness. It's an access. It's an access, uh, perhaps a new access um, to a higher consciousness. So the way I like to think about or talk about this is like, you know, to kind of have some fun with it and and describe it like uh, a radio station. Like okay. if you're a radio station and you're you're tuned to the, you know, this band of frequency, mm -hmm. then this is your reality. That's all you know. Hmm. Right. And spiritually, spiritually, there's things happening in the lower dimensions and the higher dimensions. Mm -hmm. So, when you go through an awakening, your awareness goes from here to something much larger. And when this happens, all of a sudden, you realize that there's a bunch of radio stations that have been playing this whole time that you haven't known about, but they've been, <laughs> play they've been playing their music this whole time. And all of a sudden, yeah. now, you are attuned to those radio stations so um functionally that's that's what i'll offer now when you're when you go through some experiences you know i like to talk about you know the classic hero's journey and the hero's journey and slaying the dragon and going through the dark night of the soul and all all of these these sort of universal things about human nature um, if you have a breakthrough, you might have a new awareness of what's happening beyond, you know, beyond your former, beyond your former awareness. Okay. Okay. All right. So, uh, I love the radio station explanation. Um, because <laughs> that's, I think, the simplest way to explain, Aram. Um, raising consciousness and all of that. Uh, mm. I think someone like that got to know I'm a manifester. Thank you for that explanation. You know, um, Creative Illustrate, you will have to visit the website. Aaron, can you quickly tell me the website where people can visit? Uh, yeah, my website. Yeah. yeah, my website is just my name. It's Aram. It's the same as my handle. Aram, Arya, dot O-R-G. I've been saying the wrong, uh, I mean, pronunciation. Aram, it's Aram, right? Aram, yeah. You got it. You should have me. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, that's okay. No problem. Hey, you know All what right, I want to okay. offer you this is, I want to offer you this is also a, perhaps a better, a better answer to what a spiritual awakening is. Um, this is the other way I like to explain it besides the radio station. <clears throat> what, I, what I believe and what I experience is the following is that actually we have two consciousnesses. Mm -hmm. We have two consciousnesses all the time. We have our lower self. Our lower self is our ego self. This is, uh, this is you know, who we've got to show up to be to take care of business as a human being on the daily basis. And then there's the higher self. Mm -hmm. And the higher self is our internal source of wisdom, of perspective. This is the you know, the angel or the, you know, the, 
the higher version of ourselves that we can talk to or maybe we dream with. Having an awakening is like, instead of being locked in the lower consciousness, all of a sudden you have access to your higher self. And, and in my case, my consciousness uh, kind of flipped. I kind of became my higher self. So my operating system went from only being here to now operating from here. And it's the most indescribable, amazing experience of my life. I didn't, I never planned on having a spiritual awakening. But in, the, in this way, thinking about thinking about yourself as this dual consciousness is always kind of like trying to figure out how to how to behave as a human and also a spirit how do we balance that and yeah. it's just and it's just saying that hey the, there there is by working on yourself by improving yourself you can open access to your higher self Hmm, okay, all right. So, um, Aaron, as you were saying, the higher self and uh, lower self. So, that reminded me of a book. I don't remember the book's name, but uh, there was a quote uh, which said that, you know, if you can just be on the bridge which connects heaven and earth, uh, that's the right way of living. And I think heaven and earth is the metaphor right. for higher lower consciousness. So, wow, very beautiful. Uh, also, Aaron, while you were talking, uh, it reminded me of an image which you shared. Uh, I am Brahma. Yeah. I think, yeah, yeah. So, can you give like a little description of that? I did read upon that after because I was very interested. Uh, in Indian uh, mythology, also, we have Brahma Asmi, which is I am Brahma. Um, and Brahma yeah. means the. So, I would like to, you know, talk about that as well. Exactly. So, that image um, comes from um, <clears throat> it basically that particular image comes from a movement called the I am activity movement, which is basically uh, all all around the uh, sort of the the existential um, awareness or the, the claiming you claiming yourself as consciousness. And that's what the I am is. I am. I am that I am. So you're claiming yourself as consciousness. That uh, third figure, so if you have your two lower consciousnesses, then there's the third one, so you can think about the third one as the sun. You can think about it as your guardian angel. It's the, it's the aspect of your, your, yourself that is not in your body, and this is Brahma. So this is, this is the, the source of light. This is the source of knowledge. This is the, the keeper of your spirit and all your experiences and the ultimate guide for the two parts of yourself that are here embodied. Wow. So you'll find this across many different cultures, this idea yeah. of, um, for, so for instance, here, like in Native American culture, um, <clears throat> with the Native American Indians, we have uh, like totem poles. So totems, <laughs> Um, figures of faces of our as aspects of our higher selves from yourself all the way up to the gods or the deities that 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 are in your line is, is just a different way of thinking about this hierarchy mm -hmm. well wow. yeah I mean when you come to think of it uh, while you were talking uh, so I am part of Anand India if you know about Paramahansa Yogananda uh, mm -hmm. this widely popular book the autobiography for yogi so I recently started, you know, doing uh, their courses and all of that. And there they talk about uh, consciousness, uh, subconsciousness, and then super consciousness. So then again, yep. there's, so that's, that's very beautiful. Uh, also, I think Brahma, yeah, I was reading something on Brahma also. So if you can, uh, so there's a God in India, which we worship Brahma specifically. Um, and he has four hearts and that, is in tune to another meditation uh, process or I would say uh, it's a journey basically where you can uh, open the four uh, I would say four parts of your heart chakra so that mm. is also related but the point I'm trying to make is that how uh, all our cultures are basically telling us the same thing you know yeah. so, <laughs> that is that is yeah. have you ever been by the way 
I've never, I've never been to India, and it's on, it's on my list. <laughs> you must, you must, um, and and if you come, uh, do visit Varanasi, do visit Rishikesh. Which uh, mm. automatically, like I would say, yeah, not automatically, but they have, you know, higher vibrations uh, because of the history which they have. Um, you know, and even even Bihar because there is Bodh Gaya, the place where Buddhism. You know, started flooring and all of that. So I would love you to take that on the list. I, right. I think I need to spend several. The, the truth is, I need to spend several years there. I think to to even yeah, come yeah. close to to absorbing what's there for me. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's beautiful, and and you know, we Indians take a lot of pride uh, when we see you know people from other countries talking about our culture. Uh, yeah. It <laughs> Kind of makes us sad also because I have met a lot of people from West itself who are studying on Sanskrit, who are studying on Ved, um, mm. and I'm like, why are Indians not doing that? So that's that's the problem. We are more enchanted by your West culture, society, and all of that. Mm. Well, maybe maybe you can teach me something right now. Maybe there's something about human design, or there's something about the the. Um, the nine chakra system that mm -hmm. maybe I can learn from from your culture right now. Yeah, I mean, okay, let me let me see. Um, see, chakras, let, like let's say when we are talking about that, so uh, it has been there in our. Uh, so, for example, we have Saptarishi. All right. Now, Saptarishi is seven uh, rishis, or let's say rishis are yogis hmm. uh, or people yeah. who are let's call them scientists. So there is a story, and the good part about Indian spirituality is that there always will be a story uh, to break it down for you. So there's a story that when Brahma was creating this whole universe, and again Brahma was creating. So watch out for the words. So when Brahma right, was Brahman versus Brahma and the God versus yeah the concept yeah. yes right. So Brahma is actually the I am concept, but I yeah. think it has a metaphor and storytelling process. Um, and who better will understand than you? You are a storyteller. <laughs> <laughs> so Brahma, when he was making uh, this whole universe, so he created seven rishis, uh, which is Sapta Rishi. Uh, mm. And these rishis basically started the whole humanity. They started uh, like teaching people that okay, what is let's say uh, anthropology, what is let's say psychology. All of the knowledge was shared. Uh, with these rishis, uh, by these rishis, and uh, then when their work was done, Brahma said that you will have to watch, uh, you know, watch as guardians and all of that uh, to the humans. So that's mm. why the seven constellation, which this, uh, has seven stars in it, say mm. uh, that they became Saptarishi. But if now now Indians have started breaking down these concepts, so basically Saptarishi is also represented the seven chakras, you know, which we have in our body. Uh, because all of them, uh, all of them had a different meaning, from right from sacral energy to the crown chakra and all of that. So that's a story I think you you must uh, read read about. Mm. Um, you can also read about uh, this guru called Lahari Mahasya. So he was very popular because uh, there's a very quick story I would like to share. It intrigued me so much. So mm. once time there was uh, someone who was visiting him, and he had to. Like call someone else. So Larry Masia was being visited, and he had to call someone else uh, because that person who was visiting him had to meet that guy. All right. Mm. So let's let let's name them A and B. So A was visiting Larry Masia, and uh, B is the other person whom uh, A had to meet. So it had to go through Larry Masia. So Larry Masia said, "Okay, hi. You have come to meet me. Great. I will call that guy, but I am right now in my you know samadhi. So give me some time. So." Uh, the person said, "All right, okay," and he was waiting there. After some time, B, the person who was going to be called, suddenly appeared in the house. All right. So, and this is a true story. This is not even mythology. So, uh, the person appeared in the house, and then uh, A said that, "You know, how are you here?" And then the person who was about to come said that um, Lahari Masya uh, saw me somewhere in the market, and he told me that you have come to visit me. And like, how is that possible? He has been right there in front of me all the time. And uh, then the the person noticed that his uh, Lahari Masya's uh, uh, slippers had some water uh, on it because uh, the marketplace was a little muddy and all of that. And this is a story from Varanasi in India. Mm. So 
and that actually then the story goes on to how you can be present in two different places in the same you know time so i i was blown by that story so yeah so if you visit india you will listen to all these stories and you will also be able to meet the gurus um who are still there who are still practicing mm. so that is that is very beautiful so i hope that is Yeah, oh, yeah. oh yeah it's there's like I mean like I said it would be uh, I would need to spend years there Yeah <laughs> <laughs> Okay okay um so I would just take one last question uh from you um or I can actually two last questions from you Yeah go ahead. I have time You have time great great no because I thought I should not be taking much of your time this morning there I don't know <laughs> So well my it's okay it's okay my my next my next call is in like 20 minutes so we have we're, we're perfect All right great so I'm going to take two questions one is definitely from your uh, creative industry I do want to touch on that because you mm. have that background so I want to talk about how flow state or how spirituality um helped you in you know becoming a more creative person or delivering more quality work you know or any creative person mm. how can that person use spirituality and be more uh, flowing in their creative state mm that's a great question so here's this bold maybe crazy idea that i offer people mm-hmm. i think we all know that uh we're happiest and most fulfilled when we're in a flow state mm. we sort of like always trying to get back to that and yeah. or access or access that and often in a fast-paced more westernized culture it's not allowed because we're so focused on do this do that you know every, the pace of life is is so fast that we're we're not paying attention to our natural rhythms hmm. so what i tell people is you know if you're creative great if you're uh uh accountants uh great you know uh whatever whatever it is that you're doing there's no problem but the idea is that really great work really great self expression can only happen in the right time so the idea is that flow states are accessible to you all the time okay all, all right the time. And what if we're just doing it wrong and we're supposed to be in a flow state all the time. We're supposed to be in a flow state where our minds and our bodies and our thoughts and our feelings are just all working in unison. It's not about being perfect. It's not about being in some exalted state of you know spirituality i'm not even I mean, like i'm not even here all the time no like you're you're here you're here fully embodied fully absorbed you know in whatever you're doing and isn't that a, a more fulfilling way to go through life instead of always having a story of oh i'm in my head i can't i mean i'm i just i can't you know i'm not present i'm trying to figure things out that's normal because as things change we're we need to evaluate where we're at what we're doing but the whole point is to be in a flow state as a as a creative person um it took me a long time to figure out what my personal process was so that i could um so that i could focus so that i could access my creativity um you know I I talk a lot about this with with speech patterns and how people talk. You'll notice that when even someone who's not very good at public speaking when they're really comfortable with their environment and they really know their stuff they can be really impactful with their speech. So that's kind of yeah. saying that's a that's a flow state. Wouldn't wouldn't we like to cultivate all of these habits these ways of seeing ourselves that have us in a natural flow so it sounds kind of obvious right it sounds kind of normal but one of the things that human design offers us is this idea that no no 
you you can when you when you deactivate the parts of this that are working against you, you can access your flow mm -hmm. state whenever you want. It's your choice. Wow. So, like yeah. your example, your example of uh, you know going to talk to an enlightened person or going to talk to uh, a, a guru, um, who they're like, you know, you you come and you ask them the question. They're like, well, maybe it's not it's not the right time. I'm busy. Like, yeah, that's a really good response. It's like <laughs> maybe it's not the right time. Maybe I'm busy. Yeah, actually. <laughs> <laughs> choose to uh, sometimes come out like if not consciously but somehow we just choose to come out of our flow states by our own selves and we're yeah. not even aware um yeah. and it, i think it's about being present because while you were talking i think there was a chapter uh, in this book the power of now um about yeah. think you know so all right okay beautiful uh, all right, Aram. So, last thing, any tip you would want to share uh, with people who have started their spiritual journey? Because most of my listeners and are people who are just about to, you know, start their spiritual journey. They have started listening to people like you. So, what would be your tip to them? Mm, that's great. I, I think. Um... First of all, I think it's you know. My one of my teachers says that spirituality is a quest to explain the unexplainable. And I love this definition because I had a lot of resistance in my own spiritual journey um, to approach spirituality because I had this false belief. And this false belief was that <clears throat> some things are unexplainable, period. Things are just unexplainable unknown, unexplainable, we'll never be able to figure it out. And, and that's how I lived a lot of the early phases of my life. And this is, you know, I came to learn this is very arrogant. This is quite an arrogant attitude to believe that some things can never be explained. So I'd first say, take that off the table and open yourself to the idea that some things you never thought possible to explain are explainable. And oh, by the way, if you look in the right places, some ancient cultures have already explained them. <laughs> yeah. That's the, it's already there. And, um, but here's the thing. A lot of people also, this may be the second most important thing. A lot of people think that spirituality is like, I'm, I'm not being here. I'm off meditating. I'm somewhere off in the clouds. And I'd say, no, the whole point of being a spiritual person is to apply what you learn wherever you go here. People miss the application. So how does this look in real life? It looks like where in my life is there resistance? In what aspect of my being, my actions, my thoughts, my behaviors, is there stuck energy? Is there resistance? Is there, is there some sort of, mm, I, I think about it as density. If we're all supposed to, you know, we're, if we're being fluid, we're light, we're light, we're moving, we're flowing. So where's that density and resistance in ourselves? The spiritual path, it's very simple. All you do is address that resistance you get to the bottom of why there is that resistance and that opens you up to all sorts of of knowledge and exploration but as soon as you make a breakthrough and you have like oh my god I'm having this resistance to this thing because of this and you solve the mystery that's the spiritual path and then you just go to the next one and you go to the next one and it's never ending, but you'll have massive breakthroughs with some of these realizations that will change your life. Wow. I will have to take the whole night to, you know, absorb everything that you just said. Um, because I, I actually do not know what to respond. <laughs> I mean, um, because I really want to, you know, give some time on, this, on the understanding you've just shared. 
Okay, all right. I I saw a lot of thoughts coming in for you while you were explaining, and that part when you said that you know, ex- uh, try to explain the unex, try to understand the unexplainable. Um, some people have already explained it for you, but you are restraining yourself, so that was very beautiful. Okay, okay, Ram. Thank you so much. Still, the hearts are coming for you. Um, anyone who wants to, I think, understand human design or understand anything uh, about the creative industry or the spiritual uh, awakening, sorry, can reach out to you. Will that be possible on your Instagram account? Yeah, Instagram. It's easy to find me. You can DM me there. You can email me on my website. We can do a human design session from across the world. Uh, it's all yeah. possible. That's what I'm loving about 2021. You know, people are connecting, and and with this new app. Clubhouse, everyone is just connecting. India, it just recently became popular, so it's happening. And walls have gone down. I, I think it's beautiful. So that's that's amazing. All right, all right, Ram. Thank you so much for uh, taking some time out today and giving me such in-depth understanding of things which I also needed um, on. And I would take one whole night to absorb everything. I think I'm just gonna make notes something after this. <laughs> If you can um, just take one thing. If you can just take one aha, one realization away from this conversation, then we nailed it. No, you just gave me another one. That if you can just take one thing, you know, because we try to grab it. So, <laughs> wow, beautiful. Okay, all right. And if you uh, want to share with your viewers also later, this whole episode will be available on Apple Podcast and Spotify. I will share the link with you uh, on Instagram itself. So that too. Beautiful. And I hope you had a good. I hope you have a I, good time. I love I love doing Instagram lives. Let's do another one. <laughs> sure, sure. I think in, in the next time because um, I think yeah, tomorrow I'm going to connect with uh, this woman called White Queen. Uh she has been quite active on uh, the Clubhouse app mm. that room, quality and all of that. So, I think I'm going to talk talk to her and let's see if we can catch up again. Um uh, you know because I mean there's so much to take that I just cannot do it in one hour, you know. <laughs> problem okay all right so have a great great day ahead aram and uh, aram sorry aram have a great day and thank you so much for joining today okay be well thank you all right so that was aram and i had a great time um uh, talking to him and i mean i'm still a little overwhelmed i would say Um, and if you want to listen to this, um, then you can listen to this on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. The link will be available on my bio very soon. I hope that you ha- guys have a great weekend, and uh, see you guys tomorrow. Because tomorrow I'm calling someone else from a different part of the world, and she's also fabulous. And there are a lot of special insights that she can share. So looking forward, and have a great Friday and weekend ahead. Bye bye.